You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to American Sex, a podcast dedicated to normalizing conversations about pleasure and alternative sexual expression by challenging those puritanical backward ass ideals we have right here in the United States. This is episode 124 of American Sex Podcast. I'm Sunny Megatron. My co-host is Ken Melvoin-Berg, who, oh my goodness, I don't think you're going to be hearing from Ken at all all on this episode, but you'll get more of him this week. Just hold on. I'll tell you later. Anyway, we're sexuality educators, pleasure advocates, and kinky perverts too. So I wish this weren't true, you know, but coronavirus is the only thing on our minds right now. Our lives are completely different than they were just two weeks ago. Now, for reference, if you're listening to this at a whole other time, This episode has dropped on March 23rd. I'm actually recording this on the 21st. So who knows what could happen between recording time and drop time. But, you know, as I'm looking at what's going on on social media, I'm seeing folks getting up to speed on safety measures. And y'all are doing pretty good. But what's surprising to me and disappointing to me is some of the stuff that I'm seeing in the sex positive community. So Sex positive folks, y'all are great with safety, like STI transmission, right? You have got that shit on lock. You know that you can't tell who has an STI just by looking at them. You also know that having an STI is definitely not a value judgment about a person or about their lifestyle or their cleanliness or anything like that, right? Sometimes someone's going to contract something. It's inevitable. It happens. And that's okay. And it can be managed. You know, it's not the end of your sex life. We also know that we need to have the STI conversation before we engage with new partners. And we know we need to get tested regularly, right? It isn't even uncommon for new partners to whip out their healthcare apps and show each other their phones with their test results before they get down. So we're good at managing and understanding this. I know we've got that down. I know we have the ability, but we're not applying the same thinking to COVID-19. I keep hearing things from the sex positive community like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm totally social distancing. Well, I mean, except for my polyamorous partners or my daddy dom, but you know, they're like part of my family, so it's okay. And hey, look, in this uncertain time, I'm going to just say it straight, even that might not be safe, even if you're trying to be as careful as you are. It's a fact that asymptomatic transmission is how this thing is really biting us in the ass and it is spreading quickly. I read a statistic recently that said, about 86% of transmission is carried out by perfectly healthy appearing people. And it's not just a matter of staying away from somebody who seems sick, right? It's also not a matter of how healthy or conscious about being sanitary that somebody seems. This virus does not discriminate. So, you know, someone recently emailed me, And they asked if you could transmit coronavirus via sex toys and how do they need to be cleaned if they can be transmitted that way. So the simple answer is yes, you absolutely can. Sex toys can carry the virus or have the virus on them 
just like any other surface. All you need to do is, you know, cough in your hand and touch the toy or, or whatnot. The virus can live on some surfaces for days. So clean your sex toys regularly and often just like you would any other surface. But in 99% of circumstances where if someone is close enough to your sex toy to infect it, they're also close enough to you to infect you without even having to be intimate with you. So if you're talking to each other and let's say a teensy tiny little microscopic drop of spit flies out of their mouth and onto you or onto a surface that you're going to touch, that's all it takes. That is it. If you touch a door handle that somebody else touched hours before, just after they maybe touched their own face, that's it. So when it comes to sex, we know that coronavirus can be transmitted through saliva and feces. So nothing yet has been proven about other bodily fluids like semen or vaginal fluid. But scientists do know that other coronaviruses are not found in those fluids. So there's a good chance it probably isn't carried in those. But really, when it boils down to it, does it matter? Because if you're close enough to somebody to get their semen on you or in your mouth, then you've already been close enough to them to transmit this virus to them in dozens of other ways. The safest sexual partner you have right now is yourself. You know, masturbate away, get some sex toys, do all the things you've been wanting to do with yourself, put on a candle, take a nice bubble bath, whatever. The second safest partner right now is the one that you live with and are in close contact with every day. And aside from that, unfortunately, it's recommended that you stay away from your other partners right now, which is hard, you know, but think about it. Let's say your poly partner lives five minutes down the road, right? There are countless ways they could have picked up the virus on their way to your house or vice versa. You know, we have shelter in place orders, but many of us have still been out to the grocery store to pick up a prescription at the drugstore. And maybe we've had restaurant food that was delivered to us. All of those things could have infected us. You could be unknowingly carrying this even though you're asymptomatic. So then your lover sees you and they unknowingly bring it home to their family. And then their family brings it to the grocery store and so on and so on. You see how this is going? It, this is how it spreads, right? This is why social distancing is so important. And it sucks fucking big time. I get it. I feel like I'm like a mom going, wagging my finger. But this is important. And right now, it's our reality. And I think I'm so worked up right now. Totally not your fault. Like I'm, you're the scapegoat of taking it out on you. Because I just saw one of my colleagues alerted me to a flyer that's going around the internet for an orgy that is taking place today on the 21st of March. It is the Quarantine Underground Fuck Fest an exclusive invitation only orgy for underground deviants and the all the imaging is like you know the quarantine symbols and there's a hospital bed and they're playing up the fact that we're all supposed to be in quarantine but they're all fucking each other and when i saw this i was like oh god you know one person can be responsible for infecting dozens of people there are people in other countries that are going to prison for doing this. And it's not just like, oh, we throw you in jail for 30 days and slap you on the wrist. Some of them are getting the same sentences you would get for attempted murder or actual murder. Like I want to say I heard in was it Italy, don't quote me, but it was somewhere like up to 12 years in prison for knowingly doing things like this. 
And I know, I know it is so hard on people that can't see their intimate partners, especially those of us who are in the kink, the polyamorous, or any other alternative sexual community or alternative relationship model. You know, we get so much of our stress relief, our joy, our sense of connection, and and just humanity from touch and adult play. And this is part of your identity, you know, people in these communities, this is part of you and you want to cling to it tightly at a time when you feel like you're losing every other shred of your normalcy and your routine. I get it. I get the hell out of it. And it's fucking hard. But there's the button be the mom again. I am still urging you to stay home and stay away from anyone that doesn't directly live in your household. And even if you're perfectly healthy, that's still applies. Even if no one you know is sick, that still applies. The sooner that we all effectively do the shelter in place, the sooner we can get back to our normal way of life and all of those orgies and sex parties and playing with our partners. So this, long story short, is why I'm giving you an encore presentation of our former Getting It On online episode. It is more timely now than ever. Now, Ken and I also covered this same subject last Wednesday night on our live stream on Get Vocal. And you can catch a replay of that at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Sunny Get Vocal. S-U-N-N-Y-G-E-T-V-O-K-L. Um, even though a lot of the same material that's in this podcast we covered in our live stream, the audience chimed in and they gave their ideas and we talked about some other things. So you might find that helpful too. One thing I didn't mention in the conversation you're about to hear is the Chrome extension called Netflix Party. It's totally not a sex thing. However, I've been really enjoying it for connection with friends over the last week. So what it does is it allows you to watch a Netflix show and invite your friends to watch it at the same time with you, and then you can chat together. It sounds really simple, but it's actually pretty fun. So go do that. The info you're going to find in this episode is great, not only for online sexy time, but online sex work too. So a lot of in-person sex workers are transitioning over to online work because they can't meet with people face-to-face anymore. So the tools you're going to hear me talk about will help with your business. So take notes. And speaking of taking notes, I'm going to give you a ton of websites All of those websites will be in the show notes for episode 124 at americansexpodcast.com. So don't freak out if you can't scribble everything down. Just go there and get all of your links. Now, although much of what I cover here is BDSM oriented, it can easily be customized to fit any type of relationship or flavor of sexuality. So if you're more sensual, more vanilla, you can easily adapt these tools that you're about to learn to fit whatever vibe suits you. Now, lastly, there is one tool that I talk about here at the time it was active, but right now, I think it might be offline. It is called One Submissive Act. So when you hear that, just keep that in mind. Hopefully, I'm leaving it in here because hopefully it might be back. I don't know what happened to it, but currently not available. There's another thing that Ken and I discovered while we were talking about this stuff on our live stream last week. Many of these tools, and this is totally creative idea, I think, because we're starting to get bored. 
Many of them can be used by couples who are already sheltered in place together, right? So it's like, keep something exciting, let's say, you know, and Ken and I actually have a date to do this this week. We're going to play some of these online sex games where I'm at my computer in my office. He's at his computer. And it kind of reminds me of like when couples go out and get a hotel room and they pretend that they're strangers. And it's just, it's almost like a sort of role play. So I'm kind of excited about that. And maybe you should try it too. I'm also hearing something that many of you are calling your exes during this time of crisis. You need to stop that shit. Do not put put the phone down. Do not text. Don't do it. We don't drunk dial anymore. Do not drunk dial. Do not quarantine dial either. Instead, I want you to use some of these tools to hook up with somebody else online. Maybe it's a stranger, right? Because that might be a better option than getting sucked in by the toxic but irresistible charms of your ex. So whatever you do, please do not break social distancing or quarantine protocol because you need to interact with your polyamorous or your kink partners. You know, with a little creativity, knowledge of these amazing tools that exist, and the willingness to try something new, you may just discover that you can have very fulfilling and sexually satisfying connections with other people without having to be in the same room at all. So now real quick, before we get to that portion of the podcast, we have to do a little what we've been calling on our our live thing, not housekeeping, but ball washing, I'll do a little ball washing, couple of things. And first, you know what time it is. It's big welcome and heartfelt appreciation time to the new members of our Patreon family. Yep, our Patreon family keeps growing. This time, big, huge welcome and heartfelt appreciation to Red for becoming an American Sex Podcast Patreon supporter. We could not do this without you, and we thank you from the bottom of our kinky little pervy hearts. Now, if you're curious about Patreon, you can find out more about membership at patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com slash American Sex. Your membership not only helps support the show, but you get perks too, like bonus stories from our guests and extra full-length episodes, all of our episodes early, American Sex Podcast stickers, a shout-out, random other surprises, a bunch more. And during this time of social distancing, even more, we're going to be doing some live streams and other things. So it's going to be fun. So if you want some live streams that are free, we got you there too, because our sex ed live stream on Get Vocal is every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific. Absolutely free to the public. This coming Wednesday on the 25th of March, 2020, we are giving you the 411 on sex acronyms. CEI, SPH, RACK, OTK, FLR, ABF, WAM. What the hell do all of these things mean? Well, you need to know ASAP. We've got you covered. We're going to tell you. Not only will you discover what these sex acts and fetishes are, we're going to dive into each one, letting you know how common it is, how it's practiced, and where to find folks to do these things with. And of course, social distancing. I've been telling you all about it. You can find a lot of these things and people online. Think of this as a 201 level companion piece to this very podcast episode where you're learning online tools and meeting sites you need to get freaky on the web. We're going to get you up to speed on the latest in adult cyber sex play, STAT. There's another acronym for you. Okay, last thing, 
Ken has a new title. He is now Apocalypse Daddy. Okay, yes, it's a tongue-in-cheek name because we know it's not really the apocalypse. We're not freaking out. But with the rapid change we're going through, on some days it feels like it, even though we know it's not. So Ken has been live streaming about coronavirus and accompanying issues every single day with various topics. Like he's talked about how to plant a food garden during this crisis or proper infection control for when you have to leave your house and go to the grocery store. Remember, he was a medic in the service and he did pandemic stuff. He knows his stuff. Uh, debunking horrible virus myths that are going around in memes on Facebooks or finding ways to de-stress during this time and a lot more. You can join him and his apocalypse crew at noon Pacific on his Facebook page, which is Facebook.com slash PsyChicken, P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. And he's also going to be reading, and this is the only family-friendly thing Ken ever does, he's going to be reading The Lord of the Rings every night at 8 o'clock. So join him for that as well. So one last thing, I did say that the safest sexual partner that you have right now is yourself, right? I don't know if you read, but sex toys are currently flying off the shelves. Everyone's ordering that shit. But who knows how long that's going to go on because a lot of them are from China and our shipments are from China are coming through. It's a long thing. So if you're going to buy a sex toy, get it soon. I was going to say, if you're going to be buying a sex toy and soon, please buy from one of our affiliate links. So that means when you buy something, we also earn a commission on your sale, which helps us support the show, which is really important right now because we've lost income due to the virus. Like things, things are shitty in the finance department. So of course, that would help. And you also get something from us. You get a discount on most items, anywhere from 10 to 25% off most things. So if you visit the show notes for episode 124 of American Sex Podcast at americansexpodcast.com, all of our affiliate links and our coupon codes for retailers like Love Honey, Stockroom, Kink Academy, Fun Factory, Early to Bed, Lalo, and more are there. So please use them. All right, American fuckers. Get that notebook ready, get that webcam ready, get other things ready that I probably shouldn't, whatever you want to touch, get that ready. <laughs> Let's learn how to get it on online. All right, eager American fuckers, I know you've got your pen in your hand, you're eager to take notes, but before we dive into specifics, I want you to really consider what type of relationship that you might use these long distance sexy time tools for. That's going to dictate how you use them and even which ones you're going to use. If you're having long distance sexy time with someone you're in a relationship with, there are certain things that need to be discussed before you dive into this kind of online play. Like how much time do you each have to engage virtually? And how much time do you need the other person to engage with you for you to feel valued in the relationship? You know, should it be your ritual, so to speak, to check in with each other every day, or maybe every week is sufficient. These things are really important. And you can avoid confusion and a lot of hurt feelings and misunderstandings in the future if you lay all these things out first. And remember too, when it comes to a lot of online communication, especially stuff that's in writing, writing doesn't have the emotion and the facial expression you might see in person or on video. So that can further add to the confusion. So make sure you get all of that clear first. Now, secondly, if you're engaging in long distance BDSM, you need to have a solid understanding 
of BDSM negotiation. Yeah, you need to have the safe words. You need to negotiate your likes, your limits, and your desires. You need to do all the things that you would normally do before engaging in in in-person BDSM. And because a lot of long distance kink play has to be more psychological because you're not with each other physically, even more steps, extra steps need to be taken to make sure that you always have your partner's best interest at heart. Now, I'm not going to rehash all of BDSM 101. It's a lot, but I've got a couple of resources with you if you need a refresher, or maybe this is your first exposure. For the skinny on BDSM relationships and negotiation, I want you to go back and listen to episode 80 of American Sex Podcast. It's all about BDSM. And for more on the relationship and negotiation considerations of long-distance stuff, The Kink Academy podcast that was released on November 18th, 2018, has a ton of very valuable information that serve as a great companion piece to the stuff that you're going to learn today. And yes, I will have those links to those two podcasts in the show notes at americansexpodcast.com, as well as I hope almost supposedly everything that I'm going to talk about, although I'm only human, I might miss one. So that's also why I want you to take notes. All right. So yes, by default, long distance kink and even vanilla long distance sex have to be of a psychological nature, right? You aren't in the same room with the other person. So that's what it's got to be. Besides, you know how they say, you know, the biggest sexual organ is the brain. Yeah, well, you're going to be using it now when you play online. Even when it comes to in-person BDSM, I consider the mind fuck to be more of an integral part of the experience as opposed to the physical fuck. And in my mind, the mind comes first. So here's an analogy that I often use, and this is taken from my BDSM 101, but this might give you uh, a bit of a different perspective than you're used to, and it might help in your online play. So I want you to think of a scene, a BDSM scene, like a roller coaster ride. And those of you who fall more on the vanilla end of the spectrum, you can still overlay your play in the analogy I'm giving you. So you're the dominant, right? You are the engineer of this roller coaster. And this roller coaster isn't necessarily first and foremost, a physical roller coaster. It's more of an an emotional, psychological and mental roller coaster. And your submissive or the person you're playing with is your writer. So in order to engineer this roller coaster, you need to sit down and talk to them and get some specs, right? You have to find out, hey, do you like corkscrew turns? Do you like uh, dark tunnels? Okay, you hate the water splash thing. All right, cool. Um, And find out what they like and what they don't like, which, you know, it's BDSM negotiation. Then it's your job to go build that roller coaster. You're going to put it together according to their specs, but you might arrange the different things they like in an order where it feels like a surprise. You know, they might not know what's coming next. Like, is it going to be the corkscrew turn? Is it going to be the the big dive? Okay, it's not going to be the water thing because I hate that shit. But you want them to start to feel like, wait a minute, 
maybe I'm not on a controlled ride. Maybe this is more like a runaway car, right? You know that you have a beginning, middle, and end. You engineer this this roller coaster to their specifics, but you want them to feel that element of what's going to happen next, the suspense, the adrenaline. So with that in mind, when you have a virtual experience with someone, yeah, there's no touching. It's all going to be mental unless you're touching yourself, right? So when it comes to domination, mental control is a very intense form of play. Some actually consider it edge play. Therefore, you need to negotiate your online play like it's a heavy duty psychological scene. Yeah. And the internet, that's actually a tool you're using, like a flogger or a sex toy. You know, think of the internet as your playroom or your dungeon. Lastly, it's important to remember that the goal of online play in the majority of instances is to have a shared experience together. You're building intimacy, you're fostering connectedness, and you're strengthening your trust with each other. The first tool I want to tell you about is called TeamViewer. Now, those of you who work in an office environment may have used a similar program. You know, if you've ever had computer issues, you call the help desk and you're like, hey, something's wrong with my computer. And then they're like, okay, well, I'm going to hook into your desktop remotely right now. Hold on a second. And you're going to see your cursor start to move. See, that's me. So that's what TeamViewer is. It's free to download. And once you and your partner download it, you're going to get a password and a PIN number. And then when you share it with your partner, that allows you to, to connect to each other's computers. So in this scenario, just like our help desk example, one person takes control over the other person's computer, but both parties can see what's going on in the screen in real time. And the person who has their computer taken over at any time, they can grab their mouse and take their cursor and take back control of their computer. TeamViewer has so many applications in a relationship sense. So, okay, if you're in a long distance relationship, you can Netflix and chill together by watching the same movie on a shared screen. So if you're also using Skype or your telephone at the same time, you can talk to each other while you're watching too. And that doesn't just have to be Netflix. Yeah, you can watch porn together, which is really freaking hot. You can take turns reading erotica together. You know, like you read one paragraph, they read the next paragraph. You take turns reading aloud and it gets really, really, really hot. You can use TeamViewer to shop for sex toys and browse all of the items together online in real time. By the way, don't ever buy your sex toys on Amazon. I will put a link in the show notes to an article I wrote about that. Shop with reputable sex toy dealers. All right. Anyway, totally different, totally different podcast. And by the way, TeamViewer isn't the only service like this. Netflix has a built-in watch feature. The newest version of Skype has a screen share feature. And Kate Sloan from the Dildorks podcast, if you don't know it, you should go listen. They told me about a TV watching service called Rabbit. That's R-A-B-B dot I-T. That's pretty good, too. And a Google, quick Google search, you know, for screen sharing software is going to give you a bunch of other options, too. 
One of the things I love using viewing services for is taking sex classes together. Kink Academy is an online library with over 2,000 videos from some of the top BDSM educators in the world. Ken and I did a couple series there. We did a humiliation series and an electric play series too. You can sign up for that at bit.ly slash kink academy. And yeah, that is an affiliate link, meaning if you sign up for Kink Academy with that link, and it's, it's like $19.99 a month and you get the whole library, then we get a little something too, and it helps support us and the podcast. There are other services like O School, that's free, but they have a very limited selection and offering of classes. And OMG, yes, our sponsor for this week's podcast. That's a great one. You can watch it together using screen sharing services just like this. So for BDSM, TeamViewer is absolutely amazing for those who are into humiliation. So you can take control of your partner's computer. So, and of course, when I'm saying humiliation, this is all consensual. You've negotiated, you know, that's, that's assumed. That's a given that that's been done. Do it. So you go under their computer and you look at their browser history. You know, take special note of the porn that they watch. Uh, Maybe they enjoy something that they're a little bit embarrassed about. Oh, you can be like, you know, oh, you've been watching, you know, cross-dressing, dick-sucking sissies three, haven't you? And then they get kind of a little red. And then you go play it for them and you're watching it together and you're making commentary and they're getting red-faced, but they're also getting really, really horny and it's super hot. If you're into even more extreme control, and again, negotiation is a must on this, the dominant partner can set parental controls on the submissive's computer. So that means you can restrict them from watching porn, let's say, or using the computer at all until you decide that they've earned it. Findoms or financial dominance also use TeamViewer. They um, sometimes make purchases on behalf of their submissives. Now, side note here, though, this is kind of risky behavior and it can be considered illegal. It's definitely edge play, whether you're playing in a professional sense or whether you're playing in a lifestyle sense. And when you play this way, you're doing it at your own risk. And I'm going to say it once again, because I can't say it enough. Negotiation is so, so important if you choose to play this way. Here's another thing to consider when you're engaging in long distance BDSM. When you're the dominant, okay, it's much easier to operate within a reward framework as opposed to a punishment framework. So here's what I mean, and here's why. So this is long distance play, right? If you're like, okay, if um, you don't, you know, whatever it is, my mind's not creative, I'm gonna make you stay off your computer and you haven't done, I'm gonna make you stick binder clips under your arms and do jumping jacks or I'm gonna make you drink your own pee if, if you don't, you know, worship me online Saturday night or whatever it is. You're long distance. They can be like, fuck you, I'm not gonna do that. What What's in it for me, right? What's the motivation here? How are you going to make them do it? And it's also easier for them to lie. If it's something that you're not watching on cam, they can be like, oh, yeah, I did it. Sure. Even if they didn't, right? So you have more control and you both have more fun 
when you offer rewards for tasks completed instead of offering punishments for things that aren't done. For instance, if you use TeamViewer, you know, and you put parental controls on somebody's computer, your reward could be if they complete their assigned task or whatever it is you want them to do, you'll lift the controls for an evening and allow them to watch porn. You'll allow them to erase their browser history so uh, they don't get humiliated. Or that might actually be a punishment because they might want to be humiliated. But You know what I'm saying? It could even be something as simple as you're going to reward them with an evening of watching Game of Thrones together on TeamViewer. The next thing I'm going to talk about is more of a technique than a tool. You can use a number of the tools I'm talking about in this episode to carry out this technique, but exactly how you do it is entirely up to you. It's orgasm control. You can certainly practice with someone you don't have a long distance relationship with, right? You can even do it with yourself. You don't need a partner for orgasm control. So remember how we said the biggest sexual organ is the brain? Orgasm denial works because it psychologically ramps up your sexual desire to higher than average levels. Basically, it works on the principle of like, you know, when someone tells you you can't have something, that's when you really want it. Now, orgasm control isn't just the complete straight-up denial of climax or the denial of all things sexual. It's more like extreme edging, and it has a very sexual component. If you haven't heard of the term edging, it's the practice of getting close to orgasm and then backing off and then getting close to orgasm and then backing off and doing this over and over and over again until you're going to explode. And most of the time, edging culminates into this explosive, huge orgasm. Most of the time, this type of play requires one partner to be in control and the other partner to follow the rules, which makes it perfect for BDSM dom sub play. Orgasm control can happen in one session or it can happen over the course of many hours, days, or even weeks. So long-term tease and denial scenario, I'll give you an example. It might look like this. You have a date with your partner on Friday night. Now, this could be just a Skype date that you have and you're completely long distance, or maybe you're having a a rare in-person meeting. You're the dominant in this scenario, okay? So you tell your partner they're not allowed to have an orgasm all week. Like, let's say it's uh, Sunday, right? They're not allowed to have an orgasm all week until you see each other on Friday. And then throughout the week, You send sexually teasing and tantalizing text messages to them. Um, Maybe you talk dirty with each other over the phone or over Skype. And of course, you're masturbating and you're letting them hear it. And, you know, oh, it's so exciting. Maybe you even let them touch themselves or instruct them to touch themselves, right? And it's called JOI, jerk off instruction. But then you have them stop just before they're going to blow. So, you know, you do do something maybe every, even every night, you send the message, go, go in the bathroom at work and rub yourself and take a picture, but don't come or whatever it is. So they're thinking about you all week. This is extended foreplay that lasts a week. And then when you see them on Friday, you don't let them come right away. No, you continue to either tease them in person or tease them over Skype or however you're meeting. And then finally, you have that explosive, intense orgasm pretty hot, right? This brings us to chastity and chastity management 
apps. So this is fun. If you're not familiar with chastity devices, they're often called cock cages. Basically, they're devices made out of metal, plastic, or silicone that encase the penis. They make erections painful, if not impossible, to achieve. They typically lock with a little padlock or built-in lock and a key. And the dominant partner who orders that submissive to go into chastity is often called the key holder. Someone can be in chastity mm, for just a short time. Maybe it's an hour or two. Maybe you do it during a play session. Or maybe you have someone stay in chastity for days, weeks, months. I've even heard in extreme cases for years. Now, they do make chassis devices for people with vaginas. However, they're not nearly as long-wearing and good as chassis devices for people with penises. Vagina chassis devices are more kind of for show than actually for long-term wear and use. The chastity management software that I use is called Emlalock. It's E-M-L-A-L-O-C-K dot com. It's a chastity belt time delay key holding service. So that's what they say on their website. And the description reads, free chastity belt time delay key holding with or without a key holder. Contains a voting section, lots of games like blackjack, bingo, slot machine, and more. To use Emla Lock, you need three things. You need a combination lockbox. Think of the lockbox, like the real estate lockboxes you get when um, you're having a house shown to you or you go to Airbnb and they have that little combination lock with the four numbers with the key inside. So you need one of those. You need a webcam and a chastity device. You can put yourself in chastity alone or do this with a partner. So here's how it works. You are going to put the chastity device on and lock it up. Then you take that key, you put on a blindfold or make sure you're not looking at the real estate lockbox that you have facing the camera you have. So you go ahead, you set the combination, you take a picture of it. So like I said, you could be blindfolded. I do this with other partners. So what I do is I do it on webcam and I have them just like hold it up to the camera and I can tell them, you know, hey, it's the picture's blurry. You got to move up. So when you're doing it by yourself and you take a picture, I'm not sure how you make sure that the picture's not blurry because I would hate to get the picture of the combination. You can't read it. So doing it with someone else is is helpful. So you go ahead, you take a picture of what the combination is, and then you scramble it, you lock up the key, you upload that picture to emlalock.com. So when your chastity session is over, and that could be, you know, I'm going to put you in chastity for two weeks, and I'm going to do it through the, the emlalock service. And there's nothing, you know, nothing you can do about it till two weeks. There's also a mechanism, if there's an emergency, you can get the combination from Emlalock. Um, I always worry about like, what if these websites go down? So if you're playing with a partner, I always encourage like have the partner also keep a copy of that picture themselves or what the combination is just in case I don't trust technology. But that would be horrible if like all these people around the world were locked in their chassis devices because Emlalock went offline. Anyway, God forbid that won't happen. So the cool thing on Emlalock is you can 
when you set up the chastity session, there are all these options. You can say, let my submissive play games of chance, like blackjack and, you know, all sorts of fun little things to lessen their chastity time. So you can say like, hey, if they win a game of or a hand of blackjack, they can get up to, you know, five hours off of their time of chastity. You can also let other people, you can let strangers play games of chance and up or lower their chassis. So like if you win, you get five hours, but if you lose, maybe you get five hours added on. It's a really, really fun service. I encourage you to go to emlalock.com if chassis is something you're into and make an account. It's free. Just check it out and see all of the different combinations you can do. It's a lot of fun. There are also some Emlalock alternatives out there. Like there's one that's an app for your phone called Chasty Key, C-H-A-S-T-I-K-E-Y. And there's a bunch of others too. Now, I've only used Emlalock, so I can't vouch for some of these other ones. But if you Google Emlalock alternatives, you're going to find a bunch more. So that real estate lockbox thing, that's a new twist, huh? I really like playing with various forms of lockboxes. Now, when you do the real estate lockbox, those are pretty secure. They're hard to break into. Yeah, you can have a sledgehammer on hand just in case something happens, but it's going to be difficult. There are also what's called kitchen safes or kitchen timers. They basically look like Tupperware boxes that have a digital readout and timer on the top. And what they originally invented for was like, your kid wants a snack after dinner, and you're going to put the M&Ms in this box, and it's not going to go off until eight o'clock or whatever. But you can lock all sorts of things. You can lock chastity keys in there. Okay, so here's one thing that I used to do. I used to have um, a submissive that I would put in chastity, not all day, but every night or at certain times. So I would have them lock up put the key in a kitchen safe like overnight or for short term. I want to say they go like two days or something. They don't go very long. And then I would have them take a video of it. The cool thing about the kitchen timer box is that they're plastic. They're actually pretty flimsy. So if there's an issue and you need to get something out of it, you can just like hit it with a hammer and it's done. Yeah, you've wasted the money you spent on it, but they're not that expensive. And you can go on amazon.com and get what you need. Another great way to make sure as a key holder that your submissive keeps their key safe and sound is ice. So have them drop their key in an ice cube or just, you know, a little jar or glass or whatever that you fill with water, you put it in the freezer. And if there's an emergency, they can, you know, stick in the microwave or put it in hot water or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if you want to microwave the key. That's probably not a good idea. So stick it in hot water. And if you're like, but wait a minute, what if they just unfreeze the key, unlock themselves, jack off to all abandon, and then freeze it back together, and I'll never know. So what you do, this requires a webcam, so go on Skype or whatever. What you do is you get food coloring, and you make them swirl food coloring into the water so it makes a pattern, and you have them sh- you know, take a picture of it or show it to you. So then when it's time for them to unlock you have them show you, okay, show me that block of ice with the key in it. Does it have the same swirl? Oh, it doesn't, you bad boy. And then now we're using a punishment framework, but it's warranted at that point. But think of some of the ways that you can use these lock boxes and, and safes and whatnot, and heck, even ice 
to keep things from your submissive. You know, maybe they're on keto and you hide the carbs in a kitchen safe. Who knows? But there's lots of applications. Some people even use them for self-bondage. Now, this gets a little risky, though. I'm going to say this is like, mm, so let's say you're on cam with somebody and it's it's your, you know, your partner or maybe you're a pro dumb that does online domination. Who knows? Whatever you're using it for, right? The person can, I don't know, handcuff themselves or lock other things up and lock those keys in the safe. But I gotta, I gotta give a huge warning when it comes to self-bondage. Yeah, you can go online. There are self-hogtie sets. There are all sorts of self-bondage contraptions, but that can be really dangerous. Bondage can be dangerous as it is. Sometimes you maybe tie someone too tight or put their hands above their head and they have a low blood pressure moment and they pass the hell out. If nobody's there, that's an issue. If there's a fire, that's an issue. So if you're going to play like that, I have a couple of suggestions. One, make sure that that person isn't alone in the house. Maybe you have a phone number of a roommate that's there. And if you're camming with that person, you can be like, oh, look, go in there quickly. Or um, do the bondage more kind of for show, you know, make sure that the submissive who's tying themselves up, it's really, they can get out really easily. You know, take those safety scissors and tie them on a string and tie them to their wrists to make sure that you can cut quickly. Again, self-bondage by yourself on cam is risky, but it is a thing that some people do. Even if you're just getting it on online, you know you still need to take care of priorities. You might be wearing the same pair of sweatpants day in and day out, but when you're getting cyber sexy, you need to keep it classy. You know, have you seen the video quality of these HD webcams? They pick up stubble like a damn microscope. What I'm saying is trim that bush before you hop on cam. Well, thankfully, our sponsor Manscaped has your back. They've developed the Perfect Package 3.0, and it contains all sorts of tools and goodies for a tidy, camera-ready bush. Now, first, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They call it the Lawnmower 3.0. It has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't mangle your twins. And the kit also has everything you need to fight ball stink. Yeah, I know your webcam doesn't have smell-o-vision yet. But come on, even if you're alone, that's just nasty. The Crop Reserver and the Crop Reviver products keep balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. Right now, Manscaped has a special offer for you. 20% off and free shipping with the code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with the code SUNNY. It's delivered right to your door. You don't have to go anywhere or even put on pants. Manscaped has got you covered. The internet censorship of sex-related content continues. You know, YouTube, Facebook, Snapchat, they are all doing it. Even the dating apps are full of bots and fakes. And there are so many people right now that are seeking intimate online connections, and they're getting increasingly difficult to find. Well, 
not on mygirlphone.com. This service allows you to connect online, one-on-one with sexy women. On mygirlphone.com, you can message, share videos and photos, live cam, or develop virtual relationships with women safely and privately. You know, I'm a huge proponent of people getting paid for their labor. And this is really important for online content now more than ever. It's incredibly difficult for women to get paid for virtual adult work without risking personal exposure. Many women are willing to dirty chat and or share nude content for money, but safe, discreet platforms, they are rare. My Girl Fund allows women to control their exposure. They connect with who they want, control how they want to interact, and decide what they charge for these interactions. My Girl Fund's focus on anonymity and privacy allow complex, intimate relationships to develop. There's also no set prices for interaction and content. It's all negotiated one-on-one. You can join MyGirlFund.com for free. And for a limited time, you can become a lifetime premium member for less than $5 when you visit mygirlfund.com slash sunny, S-U-N-N-Y. Yeah, that means you get discounted credits and bonus interaction features for life for just $5 when you go to mygirlfund.com slash sunny. The next thing I want to talk about is utilizing writing in your long distance play. Now, this can be suitable for kinky or vanilla folks alike. Now, the first thing is journaling. I love as a dominant having submissives journal for me. I'm a very psychological, mental player. And one of my goals is to help make my submissives more self-aware, more sure of themselves and an overall happier people. I want to leave them better than when I first found them. My journal assignments tend to be a bit more like therapy. You know, this week, uh, we'll talk about three ways that baggage from your past relationships is holding you back or, you know, something like that. But when it comes to journaling, you can assign anything. You know, your personal style is your personal style. It could be, tell me about your biggest fantasy or tell me about the best scene you ever had and what made it so wonderful or the best sex you ever had. Now, remember, as dominance, if you're doing this in a BDSM scenario, you can get a lot of creative ideas for your own scenes from your submissive by listening to them recounting things like this. Google Docs is a great resource for this. Just Google Drive in general. There's docs, there's spreadsheets, there's all sorts of things, right? Google Sheets, for instance. I love spreadsheets. I think it's like a legit fetish of mine. I had one submissive that I had complete control over, you know, their social schedule, their eating habits, when they got up, when they exercised, etc. And we set weekly goals that they had to satisfy. And that's how they earned getting out of chastity. By the way, there's that reward framework. See, see, I do it. So they made a color coded, beautiful spreadsheet. And it was a daily sheet with little tabs. And they filled it out by 10pm every night to recap their day. And then I knew by 10pm, I could go look and keep track. And then, you know, by Friday, we tally everything up and we'd see if if getting out of chastity was a thing. It was awesome. You can also use Google Docs to write erotica for each other. You know what's hot? When you're writing together and you can see the person typing as you're typing in Google Docs, there's something about that that just whoo, 
Now, additionally, Google Docs is also great for negotiations, for contracts, and those sorts of things too. You know, when you talk about things in person, you can forget, but when you write them down, they're there in stone. Another great website when it comes to writing and reading is Literotica. It's a huge archive of amateur erotica. You can upload some of your own stories there that you've put on Google Docs, or you can read erotica to each other on Skype or TeamViewer or whatever you choose to use. For those into BDSM, writing can also be a punishment or a way to earn a reward. One thing I do with my real-time submissives is make them write lines, you know, like, I will not jerk off unless I have permission 500 times or whatever it is. And if you're long distance, that's a problem because if you make someone do that on the computer, how do you know they're not copy pasting, right? Well, you use write forme.org. It manages your online writing, or I guess it's typing in this case. It penalizes you if you make mistakes. It doesn't let you copy paste. And for those into solo BDSM, there's also public tasks that you can search for and complete too. So speaking of solo BDSM, there's a number of sites that don't require a partner at all to use. One is called OneSubmissiveAct.com. You can do a number of things on this website. You can be assigned an act of submission by a stranger or a partner that you select. You can submit a request as a dominant for submissives to complete. And again, it could be a stranger or someone you request Or the third thing, which is kind of cool, if you're a switch, you can start a switch game with a partner or a stranger and try to dominate each other. Now, when you first log into the site, it asks you a billion questions about your limits and your desires. So you don't get matched up with something or someone that isn't your cup of tea. And just like with any other scene, you are free to revoke your consent at any time and stop play. FapRoulette.co is another one that's geared more towards people with penises and those who tend to have anywhere from just a teeny bit of submissive in them to a lot of submissive in them. The site allows you to generate a FAP session based on your specification, or you can request something completely randomized. And there's almost 4,000 FAP Roulette scenarios that you can get on the site, and they're all unique. Now, to give you an example of some of the titles of the FAP Roulettes, there's Task in Your Room, What May I Wear Today, Butt Plug Challenge, Becoming a Sissy Roulette, Come Walk Roulette Even Better. I'm not sure what that is. But you can choose the roulettes by categories and like choose the different options. And there's there could be Sissy, uh, Blowjob, Anal, Denial, uh, Bukkake, panties, there's a bunch. And each of the categories caters to a unique kink, you know, like come lovers, come play, etc. Now I am going to just randomly pull up a session and I'll tell you what it is. Okay, so this is risky door fap. So you get a thing of dice and it's a basically a menu. And you can choose from easy to medium hard extreme. And if it says if you're a female, anal or vaginal plus butt plug. If you're a male, anal plus chastity or anal plus jack off. And basically, you are masturbating by the door and by the roll of the dice, like, okay, if you roll a one, the door is closed and locked. But if you roll a six, the door is opened with a 12 centimeter gap between the door and the frame. And there's, you know, everything from you can roll from one to nine on there, one to 10. Uh, And then there you roll a dice to see what's outside the door, you roll a dice to see 
what position you're going to be in. You roll a dice to see how the duration. And then like there's a vulnerability roll. So one is wear a gag. Two is tie your ankles together. Three is tie your wrists together. You know, that sort of thing. So that's kind of fun. And then it tells you how you can customize it or if you're unhappy with your role, how you can roll again without cheating. So that's pretty damn neat. Another site along similar lines is fapinstructor.com. It's an interactive JOI, which is jerk off instruction site. And you can do this alone or you can do it on screen share with your partner on Skype with your partner. And it uses Tumblr style clips to uh, facilitate your FAP session. And I'm, I'm pulling it up here. When you go in, you can choose all sorts of things like, you know, do you want GIFs and pictures and videos for your visual? How long do you want the, you know, the minimum and maximum game time? The preset is minimum five minutes, maximum 20 minutes. Uh, your orgasm, do you, are you allowed a final orgasm? Are you denied the final orgasm or is it ruined? And, you know, there's all this or post-orgasm torture if you want to add that on and advanced orgasm stuff and advanced edging stuff and different types of strokes and all sorts of things or you can just hit random and do it it's pretty cool a few other sites that are along similar lines there's one milovana.com hope i'm pronouncing that right and sex scripts which is a weird ass long web address that i will put in the show notes for this episode and that basically is a similar thing but you actually download these scripts onto your computer I'm a little weary about downloading anything, but that's an option. Whether you're into kink or not, sexy time tends to be the most fun when it emphasizes creativity and play. One way to enjoy your time with someone in a vir virtual sense is by literally playing. You know, it could be, hey, which toy should I use on myself while you watch? Instead of just having you pick, Let's pull up a random dice generator or a random card generator on the internet that can help us decide. You can also create your own Wheel of Fortune style wheel on wheeldecide.com. So basically, you get this wheel that looks like Wheel of Fortune or what's that? Boop, 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 with your carry, what? Uh, uh, spade, your, spay and neuter your animals with Bob Barker. What the fuck? Oh, price is right. Okay. Kind of like prices, right? So you fill in each slot of the wheel with whatever you want. It could be like, you know, spake yourself 10 times for me or, you know, um, masturbate to orgasm while I watch or if you're into financial domination, you owe me 20 bucks or whatever it is. So oh, and by the way, here's a tip for pros, you can take these wheels and actually embed them on your own website. So if you do, you know, telephone or video domination, or maybe you're a cam performer, you can use this wheel as a basis for some creative virtual scenes with your callers and viewers. Okay, so I've been talking about repurposing. All right, so so far, I've been talking about repurposing quite a few mainstream tools for sexy things. And obviously not Fap Roulette, you know, that's meant for jerking off. But things like Skype, Google Docs, TeamViewer. I have to remind you that those services aren't always secure or safe. Most folks don't care about that, but I'd rather you make informed decisions about what you're doing online than, 
you know, find that out the hard way. Since SESTA-FOSTA, and if you don't know what SESTA-FOSTA is, go back and listen to episode 36 of American Sex Podcast with Kitty Stryker, because it's a whole big thing. But anyway, since SESTA-FOSTA, a little over a year ago, mainstream services have been really cracking down. I know folks that have had their Google Drives completely disabled for using it for dirty purposes. Yeah, some had videos and pictures on there, um, but others were colleagues, you know, and they only use it to write sex articles for, you know, Healthline or, you know, whatever. They they weren't titillating or, or and sex work or anything like that. So you need to know that using Google Drive is a risk. It's a very small risk, but it's a risk. You might want to open a separate Gmail account for your play stuff and your dirty stuff, and then keep a backup of everything you have on there. You know, as you know, people also get hacked. So if your Google account gets hacked and you have dirty pictures on there, who knows? So you may not want to keep stuff on there at all. So the same thing goes for Skype. So using Skype for any type of adult activity is technically against their terms of service and your account could be shut down. Does that mean the people at Skype are randomly viewing your private video calls? I don't know. Maybe, you know, just like anything else on the internet, it's not 100% secure. So I want you to know that. Colleague of mine, Dr. Liz Powell, recently told me about Signal. It's a cross-platform encrypted messaging app that allows you to send one-on-one group messages. And that could be files, voice notes, images, videos, etc. And it also has video call capability. I haven't personally used this, but I've heard great things about this, not only from Dr. Liz, but from other people as well. So if you're worried about security, I highly suggest you look into using something like Signal. I highly suggest you look into using something like Signal. Now, I'm not a security expert by any means, not at all. But if you want to know more about staying safe on the internet while you do sexy things, or if you're into sex work or whatnot, I highly recommend you look at the writings of Violet Blue, who is an expert in all of this stuff. Another messaging app that I'm hearing all of the millennials talk about, I know I have to get hip to to all of this stuff, it's Marco Polo. It's a messaging app that's kind of like WhatsApp, which I haven't used either. (laughs) I know nothing. Grandma needs to know more of the internet. Um, But I've heard Marco Polo described as like video walkie talkies, but you don't have to talk to each other in real time to exchange messages. You can send and receive messages whenever you choose. And yeah, it's not a sexy time app like all this other stuff we're repurposing, but you can certainly use it that way. Now, when it comes to sex toys, it's not just, hey, watch me use this vibrator on cam. There are toys you can use for virtual play where the other person can control it. The toys by the company Lovence, they are app controlled via smartphone from anywhere in the world. And Lovence is actually a brand that cam performers use quite a bit as well. They make external vibrators, butt plugs, prostate toys, they have a wand, they have all sorts of stuff. And they are my personal remote control toy of choice. They're powerful, the batteries are long lasting, and I very rarely have connectivity issues with Lovence toys. A full charge is going to last you about an hour, hour and a half, depending on, you know, if you're using it on high the whole time or, you know, varying it. And there's a tip I have for you. If you want to go longer than that, some of the Love Ends toys, not all of them, but some of the Love Ends toys still work 
while they're being connected to the charger. So go ahead and get one of those external chargers like you use for your cell phone when you're out all day and you know you're going to run out of your battery. Get one of those, stick it to the toy, maybe stick that uh, battery pack in a waistband so you have it on and you can move around. And that toy can go for hours and hours and hours and hours. Um, Again, though, not all toys do it. I know the butt plug does. I know a couple of the toys do do it. So test your toy out before you count on that functionality. WeVibe. I love WeVibe. They also make quite a few app-controlled toys, too. And a lot of people I know prefer the WeVibe toys over the Lovence toys. There's a caveat for that. I'll get to it in a minute. But I just want to reiterate how much I love WeVibe's products. They are intense. They are of excellent, impeccable quality. I love the shape and the design. In fact, I just got the WeVibe Moxie like a week ago. It is a panty toy. And I it is the only panty toy I found that actually works. It has a magnet in it, so it stays in place in your underwear. It's also app controlled. I haven't used it with the Long Distance app yet, but it is really powerful, and I'm really digging it, and you're going to hear more about it soon. This is not a sex toy review, so I will move on. Um, I have issues with connectivity with WeVibe toys. Now, granted, it's been about a year since I've tried to connect remotely with a WeVibe toy, so maybe things have changed but it's interesting because when I talk to other people, they're like, oh, I have problems with the Love Ends toys, not the with the WeVibe toys always work for me. So I don't necessarily think it's the toy. It could be my cell phone carrier. It could be, you know, what area I am in, in my region or my country, how far I am from the cell phone tower. There's all sorts of different variables. So I don't want to say across the board that one, you know, Lovins is better than WeVibe or WeVibe is better than Lovins. Just know that your mileage may vary depending on other factors outside of the sex toy. Now, cool thing about some of these remote toys is that you can play with strangers who, I mean, I'm not gonna say who doesn't, because there's some people that don't, but a lot of us like that, like risky stranger sex, you know, I don't know your name. It's, oh, it's hot. But we're not going to go out and do that in real life, because I don't know who the fuck you are. I don't want I don't want to end up in 14 different garbage bags spread across the countryside, right? But with these remote control toys, I can fuck a stranger at the drop of a hat. You know, you hop onto FetLife or a number of adult forums. It could be a swinger website. It could be even Reddit has adult forums. You go cruising for somebody to play with you. Now, this is the perfect opportunity to have that hot stranger sex without any of the risk. Once you find someone, you give them your username, you have fun, you connect with each other, and then you're done. You, you just, you know, bloop, you drop their username off your thing. I'm never talking to you again. And that's, that's about it. Now, speaking of hot stranger sex, there is more. What about a virtual orgy? Now, if you watch my television show, if you watch my television show, Sex with Sunny Megatron on Showtime, we featured a virtual orgy on episode five. I have an article on my website detailing how to set up the virtual orgy, and I'm going to link that in the show notes so you have all the details. But the nutshell version is this. You meet people online like you would finding a stranger for your sex toy app, right? You got to kind of do the hard work, whether it's on FetLife or Reddit's adult forum, swinger sites like Cassidy, uh, Swing Lifestyle, Swing Zone Central, that, that sort of thing. Those could be really good places for you to look. 
again, you got to do the organization, the legwork, you got to meet the folks, you got to set the time, you got to organize everything. You pick a video conferencing platform of your choice, exchange usernames for some of your app controlled toys, because you can do the toys too. Uh, get that battery pack if your toy supports it and have fun. And if you're online trying to meet folks organizing this orgy, and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they just think you're a weirdo and, you know, trolling for who knows what link to link my article to them or link episode five, season one of sex with Sunny Megatron, have them watch it on demand on their Showtime, you know, browser thing. So they know you're not talking shit like this is a thing. And if they see an actual visual working representation of what an online orgy can entail, they might go, Oh, wow, that was really hot. Let me get a few friends. And we're gonna do that. Okay, so this has been a lot of information. Uh, Again, I'm going to put what I can in the show notes. I hope you also took notes as well. And hopefully this is enough to help you get your creative juices flowing, you know, breathe a little new life into your long distance relationship or your virtual power exchange, or even just your solo play or your like hot internet stranger play, whatever it is. Now, by all means, my advice, my experiences, they aren't the end all be all. It's not like, well, I know everything on the internet now. Done. No, not at all. Technology is constantly evolving. I am not the most brilliant people in the world. And you know what? Creative minds know no bounds. So you might know a stuff that I don't know about. And if you have a suggestion, for, you know, hey, what about this sexy website? You didn't mention it. Or what about that? Or how about this scenario? I am going to start a Reddit thread. We have a subreddit, which is reddit.com slash r slash American sex podcast. So you can list your sexy website, your, you know, play idea or scene idea, long distance tool, that sort of thing. Come on over drop all your gems. We'll share. Maybe you'll meet people to have an online orgy with. Who knows where this can go? Um, But come on over. And please, if you got helpful information from this episode, if you're like, oh my God, this like totally sparked my creative. I never realized I could do this with TeamView or Google Docs or whatever. uh, Please share it with somebody. That's what I ask of you. Share this episode with a partner. Share it online. You know, go on Twitter, tweet about it put it in your Insta stories, uh, link to it on Facebook, whatever it is. All of that is actually very helpful for us. It helps our podcast grow because we can't advertise anywhere. So you're kind of like our advertising. Let people know. And, you know, of course, if you want to pop by Patreon and, you know, give us a little something, something, join our membership site, and then you get a little something, something too. It's patreon.com slash American sex. And uh, yeah, don't forget to stick around. I have the trailer for body storytelling coming right up. Have fun online. Go do all of the things with all of the people consensually. Of course, I'll talk to you next week, you awesome, creative, virtual American fuckers. Bye. Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. 
I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag SciChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.